Hi there, my name is John Fanula. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode titled The Nigerian Constitution. Truth be told, when the nation was formed in when this fourth republic was formed in 1999, a group of amazing people came together and put up a document called the Nigerian Constitution. And a lot has happened over the last 20 years that I felt as a people we should have been a review on what it is that we call Nigerian constitution today. So I therefore think there will be need for us to update what it is that we call the constitution by making provision for a new constitution and ensuring that the lawmakers put this into place at the state level and the federal level but i want to start with um you know i mentioned that i'll be doing a big book reviews on every episode now so our book for today is um my watch by olushegun abbasanjo so the book the part you know is the book is in three parts so the part i'm reading from is political and public affairs so i would just read the letter you know his inaugural speech back then so fellow nigerians we give praise and honor to god almighty for this day specially appointed by god himself everything created by god has its destiny and it is the destiny of all of us to see this day 12 months ago no one could have predicted the series of stunning events that made it possible for democratic elections to be held held at the local government level the state level culminating into the national assembly elections thereafter you the good people of nigeria elected me a man who had walked through the valley of the shadow of death as your president to aid a democratic civilian administration i believe that this is what god almighty has ordained for me and for my beloved country nigeria and its people i accept this destiny in all humility and with full belief that with the backing of our people we shall not fail i wish at this point to thank all of you good Nigerians for the confidence reposed in me. I wish to pay tribute to the great and gallant Nigerians who lost their lives in the course of struggle for liberty, democracy and good governance. They held the beacon of freedom and liberty high in the face of state terrorism and tyr- tyranny. We thank God that their life their sacrifice has not been in vain and we would always remember them our thanks go also to the friends of nigeria in many lands for the commitment and unrelenting support they gave throughout the dark ominous days of the struggle nigerians living in the for- in foreign land deserve special tribute for not forgetting their fatherland and for making their voices heard persistently in defense of freedom.
and i must commend you my home-based fellow nigerians for the way you bore on presidential hardship deprivation of every conceivable rights and privileges that were once taken for granted i commend general abusalam abubakar and the members of the provisional ruling council prc for the leadership they gave the country in the last 11 months and for keeping meticulously to the announced timetable of handing over to a democratic elected government today as officers and gentlemen they have kept their word the independent national electoral commission also deserves the thanks of all of us in the face of doubt and skepticism and great time constraint the German and his commissioners conducted elections the chairman and his commissioners conducted elections from local government level to the presidential level they accrued themselves credible and they deserve our gratitude Nigerian is wonderfully endowed by the almighty with human and other resources it does not credit either of us or the entire black race if we fail in managing our resources for quick improvement in the quality of life of our people instead of progress and development which we are entitled to expect from those who govern us who governed us we experienced in the last decade and a half a particular and particularly in the last regime but one persistent deterioration in the quality of our governance leading to instability and weakening of all public institutions good men were shunned and kept away from the government while those who should be kept away were drawn near relations between men and women who have been friends for many decades and between communities that had lived together in peace for many generations because very bitter because of the actions and inactions of government the citizens developed distrust in government and because promises made for the improvement of the conditions of people were not kept or statements by government met with cynicism government officials became progressively indifferent to proprietary of conduct and showed little commitment to promoting the general welfare of the people and the public good the government and its agency became thoroughly corrupt and reckless members of the public had to bribe their way through ministries processes to get attention and one government agency had to bribe another government agency to obtain release of their statutory allocation of funds the impact of official corruption is so rampant and has enabled Nigeria a very bad image at home and abroad. Besides, it has distorted and retrogressed development. Our infrastructures, Nepal, Nintel, roads, rail, education, housing, and other social services were allocated to decay and collapse. Our country has thus been through one of its darkest periods all these have brought the nation to a situation of chaos and near despair this is a challenge before us fellow nigerians let us rise as one to face the tax ahead and turn this daunting 
seen into opportunities in a new dawn. Let's make this the beginning of a genuine renaissance. Fellow Nigerians, the entire Nigerian scene is very bleak indeed. So bleak, people ask me, where do we begin? I know what great things you expect of me at this new dawn. As I have said many times in my extensive travels in the country, I am not a miracle worker. It would be foolish to underrate the tax I read. Alone, I can do little. You have been asked many times in the past to make sacrifices and to be patient. I am going to ask you to make sacrifices and to exercise patience. The difference will be that in the past, sacrifices were made and patient exercise with little or no results. This time, however, the results of your sacrifice and patience will be clear and manifest for all to see. With God as our guide and with 120 million working Nigerians, with me, with commitment, sustained effort and determination, we shall not fail. On my part, I will give the forthright, purposeful, committed, honest, and transparent leadership that suits that the situation demands. I am determined with, the, with your full cooperation to make significant changes within a year of my administration. Together, we shall take steps to halt the decline in the human development indices as they apply to Nigeria, or the impact of bad governance on our people that are immediately removable will be removed while working for medium and long-term solutions. Corruption. Corruption, the greatest single bane of our society today, will be tackled head on at all levels. Corruption is incipient in all human society and in most human activities. But it must not be condoned. This is why laws are made and enforced to check corruption so that the society would survive and develop in an orderly, reasonable and predictable way. No society can achieve anything near its full potential if it allows corruption to become the full-blown cancer it has become in Nigeria. One of the greatest tragedies of military rule in recent times is that corruption was allowed to grow unchallenged and unchecked, even when it was glaring for everybody to see. The rules and regulations for doing official business were deliberately ignored, set aside or bypassed to facilitate corrupt practices. The beneficiaries of corruption in all forms will fight back with all the foul means at their disposal. We will be firm with them and there will be no sacred cows. Nobody, no matter who and where, will be allowed to get away with the breach of law or the preparation of corruption and evil. Under the administration, therefore, all rules, all the rules and regulations designed to help honesty and transparency in dealings with government will be restored and enforced. Specifically, I shall immediately reintroduce civil service rules and financial instructions and enforce compliance. Other regulations will be introduced to ensure transparency. The rampant corruption in the public service and the cynical contempt for integrity that pervades every level of bureaucracy will be stamped out. The public officer must be encouraged to believe once again that integrity pays. His self-respect must be restored and his work must be fairly rewarded through better pay and benefits, both while in service and in retirement. 
Restoration of confidence in government. I'm very aware of the widespread cynicism and local and total lack of confidence in government arising from the bad faith, deceit, and evil actions of recent administrations. Where official pronouncements were repeatedly, repeatedly made are not matched by actions. Government forfeits the confidence of the people and their trust. One of the immediate acts of this administration will be to implement quickly and decisively measures that would restore confidence in governance. These measures will help to create the auspicious atmosphere necessary for the reforms and the difficult decisions and the hard work required to put the country back on the path of development and growth. The issue of crime requires as much attention and serious as the issue of corruption. Although the police is in the forefront of fighting crimes and ensuring our security, it is our responsibility to help the police to be able to help us. The police will be made to do their job. All Nigerian citizens and residents in our midst are entitled to the protection of life and property. A determined effort will be made to cut down significantly the incident of violent crime. Priority issues. I believe that this administration must deal with the following issues even in these difficult times of near economic collapse. Crisis in the oil producing areas, food supply, food security and agriculture, law and order with particular reference to armed robbery and to cultism in educational institutions. Exploration and production of petroleum, education, macroeconomic policies, particularly exchange rate management, etc supply and distribution of petroleum products the debt issue corruption drugs organized fraud and other crimes leading to loss of lives properties and investments infrastructure water supply energy telecommunications ports airways national shipping national railways resuscitation of the manufacturing industries job creation and creation of conducive environment for investment poverty alleviation Housing both civilian housing programs and barrack refurbishment and new construction for the armed forces and the police. Ecomong, health services, political and constitutional dialogue, women and youth development. In pursuit of these priorities, I have worked with other measures and which we implemented within the first six months. And more details goes forth. I can't read more than it's because of the brevity of our time. So I tried to review a book and it's titled My Watch. And that was the a part of the inaugural speech of President Olusegun of Basanjo. And you realize that all of the problems that was listed is still the same problems in Nigeria today. Yes, I can add more because times have changed, seasons have changed. Yes, we can modify those realities and realize that we've not really gone far. So, moving to the Nigerian constitution, based on um, my discovery, there are eight chapters to the Nigerian constitution. The chapter chapter one says covers general provisions, talks about the federal government and its power. Chapter 2 talks about fundamental objectives. 
chapter 3 talks about, about citizenship. Chapter 4 talks about fundamental rights. Chapter 5 talks about the legislative. Le- legislature, rather. Chapter 6 talks about the executive. Chapter 7 talks about the judicature. Chapter 8 talks about the federal capital territory, Abuja. And Shadows. I think what is missing here is you should have a chapter 9 that breaks down the details of devolution of powers and responsibilities you know, in regard of state policing, in regard of the state resources, in terms of you know administration of power within the context of the state, 36 states. And I think um, chapter 82 can be updated for the Federal Capital Territory to talk about how that devolution of power will apply to the Federal Capital Territory. Chapter 10 too can be created, which will cover the management of natural resources and natural, national assets, which will create enabling laws for us to be able to have a synergy between the state government and the federal government, even to the local, level, local government level, so that the resources that every state is endowed with can be optimized and the profit or the returns can be properly shared in different proportions across the three levels of government from the federal to state and local government so by enabling this allows the significance of government to be felt at the lowest level which is local government at the mid level the state level allows it to be felt all across every state and at the federal level this law allows the significance of the returns of that um, of the of natural resources the nation is blessed with to be evident in our savings national savings in our um, nat- um, federal institutions as well the quality of life of civil service the quality of um, compensation the quality of you know um, infrastructure and technical resources at their purview available to them for them to do their work for them to excellently perform you know for them to be rewarded kindly for their service all this is quite important in today's nigeria and we need to also review in terms of that devolution of powers and responsibilities, we need also need to look at all tribes in the country being a where all tribes are stakeholders at the at, at, at the commonwealth, where um, no tribe is left out, where everyone feels like they are part of the old picture you know the big picture nigeria where everyone enjoys the dividend of being a member of the old body called nigeria so it's quite important that people begin to experience democracy at the local level to state level at federal level and all of this is made possible with a renewal of commitment on those who would serve in the forthcoming elections and those who will who are there right now who are entrusted with the privilege of accountability 
to make things right to the best of their knowledge so that they can also give accounts of office the whole idea of you know public officers coming and going is for us to have improvements not to have not for us to have digressions the whole idea is for us to pick up from where an administration had built through and take it to another level from from there in that perspective we would have a nation that grows irrespective of political uh, party in power irrespective of um, who gets into office you know having a principled way to know where we are where we are going to and the subsequent administrations can say okay what do we build on from here so we can make Nigeria a developed nation so it's quite important for us to begin to look at that you know I've mentioned that Nigerian Constitutions can be upgraded into 10 chapters. At the moment, it's about 8 chapters. Um, it can be upgraded into Chapter 1, which covers general provisions. Chapter 2, fundamental objectives. Chapter 3, is about the citizenship. Chapter 4, for, covers com- fundamental rights. Chapter 5, the legislature. Legislator. Chapter 6, the executive. Chapter 7, the judicature. Chapter 8, federal capital territory, Abuja. And we can have chapter 9, which covers the details of devolution of powers and responsibilities of those agencies. And also, which also covers facts that, you know, every tribe and every state is well covered in the commonwealth of Nigeria. Also ensures that you know I feel that Nigeria should be a nation that has a governing council that is headed by the prime minister, and every state can draw up, nominate two two um, people who sit there, and a prime minister will be chosen. You know, outside of those. Um, um, 72 you know nominated people from each of the states the prime minister will be sitting on that council and which will also be a kind of um, quality assurance across federal state and local government this is a body that would ensure that at all structures of government is accountability from national assembly to state assemblies inclusively so it's quite important that we make our democracy the nigerian a you know build it into a way that works for all of us the fact that we try to inculcate different democracies from across the world no we can build ours to work the way it can work best for us and i feel this would make every tribe feel included and every tribe will rise up to the demand of producing leaders you know raising generations to assume the responsibility of leaders so that when the mantle of leadership comes to every tribe every tribe have credible candidates that can lay down the point of uh, issue right now is that when that time comes do we have credible candidates across all tribes that will do the job you know that won't you know, that won't have any cause to be licking our wounds after they are elected. So I really hope that we can apply wisdom to this. And, um, and I look forward to joining on the next episode. Thank you so much.